Maddie Wilson and Patty's Playhouse, and this is the Playhouse After Party. Uh-oh. We're just going to podcast it today. This is not for the FCC. NSFW family. <laughs> and if you don't know what that means, go look it up. This is just Angus and Patty this for 44 minutes. Scary. It'll be fun. I don't know what we're going to get we into. We have no rules. No rules. Because this is our first straight podcast. No rules. They have gay podcasts? Straight. <laughs> is it Strix? Is it really anything? I don't think so. It's all Strix now. Strix. It's mixed. Sorry, that is ridiculous. Strix. As libertarian as I am, Gakes. that is ridiculous. I'm not changing my pronouns. No, no. To make someone else feel better. I will not. I'm not either. I will not. What kind of ju- what kind of junk you got in your trunk? <laughs> That's what I'm gonna call you. Your bathing suit area, my yeah. swimsuit. I was watching what's that movie? Will Ferrell and Daddy's Home. Oh, that's a good. It movie. was one. And she, <laughs> he he kicked me Will in my play suit, my swimsuit area. I love Will Ferrell. I do too. I love Will, Will Ferrell, Ferrell and Norm Macdonald. Oh, I love Norm Macdonald. I too. love Norm Macdonald. I, have you seen? And, and I'm sure you have. And you know my my deep knowledge of old SNL skits mm-hmm. with Norm Macdonald. I love Norm Macdonald when he when he does the uh, uh, the Jeopardy celebrity Jeopardy <laughs> when he's uh, what's his face? Um, what's the name of the character that he's playing? Oh, that is so tough. It's it's the guy from FSU. It's the guy from FSU. What's his name? Oh my gosh, Bobby. No, no, no. Dion? It, no, no, no. They have like an apartment building named after him. It's Norm McDonald. Oh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. He plays Burt Reynolds. <laughs> and he's like sitting that. there. And there's there's like a... a, 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 a I'm looking a, it up There's now. like a category that's like... I love a, a, a petite de dejeuner. Like that's like what the... <laughs> oh, yeah, it was Sean. And he's like... When the other guy was oh, Sean. Uh, oh, my God. I'll take eight tits for 400. <laughs> like what? No, That is a petite dejeuner. And then you have, uh, obviously... That's when SNL was funny. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Your mother, Trebek. Remember that? <laughs> it was Remember so the good. old... I like the old Phil Hartman episodes, I know. period. I mean, they were... Dro- blew his head off. I mean, literally less than 20 years ago, they were dropping the N-word on SNL on a regular basis. Now it's all anti-Trump. It's, it's like, so... It's just over Donald. it. Donald. Okay, this is my theory. You cannot just attempt to entertain one no. percent of half of the population. You can't. You'll never be able to fully get the the not only the viewership, the monetary gain, any of that. You can't just I don't cater know to if one. Michael side. Jordan really said it, but he did say Republicans buy sneakers too. They do. I mean, no, 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 most definitely, and I think that's something that people have have kind of lost touch of. You know, I'm I'm all good with watching some jokes bashing Donald Trump, but well, some of them are funny. Yeah, they're hilarious. But be funny. Yeah, they are hilarious Dude, a lot you, of times. You got to be funny. I mean, Donald Trump. But the Cheeto thing, you know, move on. <laughs> Donald Trump, just like a person within himself, has so many cringeworthy moments that you're like, oh, come on, I'm they got to make a skit out of it's this. It's pure entertainment. <laughs> it's amazing. But we still have an amazing GDP right now. Oh, an amazing, and I don't believe the stock market is a bubble. I believe CNBC says it's a bubble. But I don't uh, believe we're on a bubble. Not right now. I I, uh, I think we're getting new growth. And companies are coming back to the I believe United we are States. getting new growth, but I, I do believe that the rate in which the stock market specifically has recovered since the Great Recession, I think it's been too quick. I think it's been so, too much value has been added to it where it absolutely as doesn't exist. As long as interest exist. rates are so low, right. that is correct. Well, that's true. That is it's true. all false. But Trump has named a new head of the Fed. I know, but that he was a Yellen fan, so we'll say. I am a Yellen fan, actually. 
I am a Yellen fan. Do you like Janet? I don't know enough about it. The Federal Reserve is so artificial. It is. I don't. I wish it I was never created. There was a book. It used. Uh, uh, I think it was called Jekyll. Jekyll something where the Federal Reserve was really created. And I have the book. I've never sat down and read to read it because it's like twelve hundred pages. It fascinates. No, me. No, no, it definitely the whole is. Jekyll Island thing. Yeah, fascinates me off the coast of Georgia. It's still owned by Georgia, mm-hmm. but that's where the Federal Reserve was developed. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, 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 look, we're it's we very are, artificial. We are moving in the right direction as a country, as an economy. I mean, just look at look, <laughs> Turd Ferguson. Turd, Fer- Turd Ferguson. Norm MacDonald. Yes, so Go good. So but Yellen is a joke in and of herself just because she, she doesn't, the Federal Reserve is not part of our government. No. And that's what people don't realize. They are not part of the government. They are a private entity. It is. And so that's bizarrely no. It it is very weird how you have you know a pseudo private entity dictating not only interest rates but also just fiscal and monetary decisions. Well, it's just like Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. It's the same thing. You know, I'm I'm a real estate agent and an appraiser and a radio show host, right? And a podcaster. Podcast on iTunes at Patty with a Y apostrophe S Playhouse. And Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are also not really part of the government. But are part of the government. Well, I don't, now I don't they know. are. <laughs> now they I are. I mean, it's, they still would say they're not. No, I know. But I, I, I do not like, you know, and I, and I feel like in some way, shape, or form, the moves that the U.S. government made in relation to the real estate crash in 2008 and 2009 in that era, I, I think they were necessary. Mm-hmm. I wish it would never have gotten to the point in which they felt like they had to come in and do that. Because, I mean, in reality, if the U.S. government wouldn't have bailed out those big banks, you know, those big uh, mortgage lenders and whatnot, it, it would have had even worse uh, implications for our, our future as a nation, our future as an economy. I, we, we would not even be close. I just think there's close. so much that we don't know. Oh, yes. That goes on behind the we scenes. Can spe- <laughs> we can sit here and speculate all day long. It's but so weird. In reality, if, unless you're actually in it, you don't really know. And I don't want to be in it. Hey, did you see? Okay, so this is a podcast. This is only podcast. And we're just kind of riff. And Angus is going to start asking me questions. But there was an article. And I didn't read the article. I'm a headline girl. I read Drudge like every 15 minutes. And it was Menendez's juror. <laughs> So, wants to know... What is a, what senator? a senator? Are you serious? <laughs> so, I may not know everything about the Federal Reserve, well, at least but you know she what a damn know, senator is. And that's supposed to be a jury of his peers. Right? Unbelievable. I mean, that that is... If you needed any better example of just how out of touch, but they how uneducated the, they want it that way. the civil they want it society that way. is, look at it right there. I mean, you don't even and know... And I'm grateful a, that Ed Gillespie did not win in Virginia. Why? Because he's just part of that whole same swamp. Yeah. No, no, no. I and they need agree. to lose to get out. Well, look what happened to him. He, uh, We've seen time and time again in the special elections since President Trump took office, the candidates who embrace the message that Trump is trying to pre- uh, to, to purvey, the, the candidates who are willing to put themselves out there in a more populist, in a more nationalistic, uh, in a more America first kind of way and move away from your traditionalists and the GOP and the establishment, those are the candidates who are winning and we've seen ed gillespie over the last couple of months just continue continue and continue lambasting president trump until two or three weeks out of the actual election itself and then he decides to hump uh, you know jump on the did you say hump? i did say hump I, it was a slip <laughs> slip of the tongue uh, but he decides to jump on the trump bandwagon it was just too little too late well he's a 
pussy. Oh, <laughs> say it louder for the people pussy. in the back. I don't have time for Ed Gillespie. I don't have time for it. Meow. I don't have time for any of that wishy-washy Republican. Got time like the Bushes? Oh, no. I'm, I'm done. done with you. Done. George W. George no. H. W. Oh, they were never really Republicans. No. no they're, they're not. Re- they're con- part of the global they're not elite. Conservative. They're not conservative. No. They're just carrying an R. It's just like Bob. Okay, I'm going to go back to Bobby Bowden. Bobby Bowden chose to be in the ACC because he knew that was a way to win a national championship. Damn straight. But Bush knew he couldn't be a Democrat and win it. And win presidency. Right. So he had to go the Republican route. It's a strategy. It is. It's not a lifestyle. No. It's not a mantra. It's a strategy. Yeah. They know how to, to go in and get those, get the votes. Yeah. In what location well, and how and to do it. ultimately, that's what the goal is. And that's is. what the goal is. So it doesn't matter if it's an R or D. They know what they have to do to do it. And I think that that's being highlighted now even more than ever is that we're actually as... Uh, you know, consumers of news as citizens who are a part of, uh, you know, the democratic process that we have in electing our representatives. I think that we as citizens are now starting to uh, sift through the political BS. I think that we're trying we are now more easily av- available and more easily I don't know what the word I'm thinking of here, but it, it's a lot easier uh, done now to to identify someone who is a rhino, to identify someone who is if actually you stick Donald Trump's plan with a Bernie Sanders sticker on it. People love it. I know because they don't know how to read. No, they don't. They don't. They, they refuse to read. Well, they just they 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 take everything as the gospel from and, the and social media shame. And everything everything is like I'm going to shame you. I'm going to shame you for, shame. for for buying a dog that's fully bred or i'm going to shame you for putting a laugh thing next to something where you don't are you are you high like bitch please <laughs> are you high what why do you have to media shame like literally uh, just drives that's what that's the part of social media that's kind of disturbing that it gets the most advertising yeah or I get know. the most click, media. click 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 clickbait clickbait Trump. 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 I'm a pro-Trump. He's a developer. I don't care. <laughs> I sell houses. Oh. That's how I do this. Who Selling are you? houses. I'm Patty Wilson in Patty's Playhouse. We'll be right back. At Patty's Playhouse. Patty Wilson, and this is Patty's Playhouse, and we're podcasting it today. Podcast. Just to get a feel of what an after an after party would sound like with just Angus and I. Basically, the Playhouse was built because John Joplin, executive of the show, is like, let's call it Patty's Playhouse, and I was very nervous. And it's become a thing. It's amazing. It's fun. It's so fun. What I love most about it that Angus called it is a no judgment. It is a no judgment zone. It's a zone. no judgment. So he corrected one of our guests once. This is a no judgment zone. Oh, yeah. And we could say what we want. Oh, yeah. And Patty doesn't judge. You bet your bottom dollar. I do not judge. No, no. I don't. There's I have no an room. opinion. Of course. But I, I don't judge. Look, but the whole goal is to have fun, have some information, learn about Tallahassee, learn what it's like to live in the, in the South, learn what it's like to live 
in a place where you weren't born right. and you've had to adapt. Yes, we both have had that experience. Yeah, we both are carpetbaggers yes. kind of in e- a way. Even though I was born in Florida, or actually I was not born in Florida, but I grew up in Florida and then, you know, you were born in Pennsylvania. I was born in Pennsylvania. Uh, we both Very have, Yankee. We both have it at a, you know, a crossroads in our lives, met each other in the and capital I'm 29 city. 29 years older than you. What? I know. I thought you were 26. <laughs> I'm 29 years older than you. So the Playhouse is based on that. It's just to, to give information about Tallahassee in a, in a twisted way. Yes. It is twisted. So we have fun. We have fun with music. We have fun with the, the character of Patty. But I am who I am. You are who, who you are. Who I am in here is who I am on the street. It's actually I try to very be, true. You know, <laughs> I try to be very helpful. Probably too helpful sometimes. Answer questions. Engage. Try to teach people something. And I think that in my day, something that I love about this program as well is the myriad of different guests that you are able to bring on each week. I mean, there's people from, you know, we had Ron Byram on and uh, he is in the mortgage industry. You had Terry, the bug guy. He's been on the show. You're going to have Kez McCorvey coming up. Kez. We're getting some sports figures. Awesome. I'm working on it. We're getting, I'm going to have a pastor on Michael Smith, who's very Famous here in Tallahassee. Very Praise dynamic, the Lord. But very dynamic. And he's a property appraiser. He actually worked for us. Oh, really? So it's just to get socially loved is coming on. They have that great book that yes, highlights the small businesses. So we're going to be in that. So I invited her on. Just people who care about where they work and want it to be a better place. That's what Patty's Playhouse is about. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you do, too. I do, too. And don't, now we're on a iTunes. Don't call me, though, if you don't enjoy it. <laughs> well, you can call me, because we always want to be better. What's your number? 850-656-0009. What a segue. Isn't it? Good segue. <laughs> I like learning the segues. You ever been on a Segway? No. Um, can you imagine? I, I have, have been on a Segway. As... But they're very, very adjustable. They are? They're a lot of fun. So what we're going to do now is Angus is going to ask me questions, because we don't ever have time on a regular... No, we radio don't. show. We always have a guest or uh, some important topic I want to talk about in real estate. So as as we we delve into who really is Patricia Wilson, who is Patty Wilson? Where are you from? I'm from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, how Central long, Pennsylvania. How long did you live there for? I lived there full time until 1985, and then I joined the Air Force Reserve, okay. and then I went to Philly. Gotcha. For a year and a half, and then went back to Harrisburg, so and I moved here. You've been all moved over the Florida place. Moved to Florida in 2000 now. Just there. Just there. Moved to Florida in 2000. I followed my mommy and daddy, oh. who moved in, I think, 98 or 99, and lived in Daytona for a year. And then my ex-husband moved me to Tallahassee, and that's when he became my ex-husband. <laughs> there you Dude, go. Dude, I was like, there is no water in Tallahassee. Get me out. I know. It is very different. And I, he left. And I divorced him. And you stayed. And I'm here. Wow. My ex-husband. What a story. Went moved to Pennsylvania. <laughs> My current husband's a property appraiser, so we're here. Yes. So what what is the name of the elementary school that you attended? My elementary school is Holy Name of Jesus. Holy Catholic Name Girl. of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That is the name of the school? Yeah. I went Holy from, Jesus. I went from one to eight. So I'm a Catholic girl. Oh. I went to 12 years of Catholic school, and it's Holy Name of Jesus. And it's an amazing school. It was amazing. Because most Catholic schools, people think it was one of a kind. Free tuition. Oh, we had an ice skating rink. We had, they had an fire, ice skating mm, rink. They had bingo with full liquor bar and at that, the Catholic school. Yeah, oh, and wow. that money it was Father Mahoney. Father, he's Mahoney. passed away, but that money was the money utilized to pay the kids' tuition. He That's did a not great want idea. anyone 
to not have a private school education. Because they couldn't afford it. Because they couldn't afford it. Very cool. So it was a great mix of children. It was very integrated. When a time in the 70s, there wasn't a lot of like suburban Pennsylvania. But I, I he gave away hundreds and hundreds of meals at Thanksgiving. It was a very giving school. And it was, there's a lot of, you know, very famous people came out of that school. So, so uh, you had just said that you went to Catholic school like, all, all throughout. All 12 years. Then I went to Bishop McDevitt High School, which is, I go to sports because gotcha. that's my anchor is sports. That's so what, what sports I know. did you play? I just played basketball okay. and I played, I was a walk on a temple. What what position? I was a forward. Forward? I was a short forward. Interesting. That's why I was a walk on a temple. Did you have a good shot? I had a great free throw and a great bounce pass, and I believe that that is the key to. Oh yeah, everything. Everything short. else you can work. At. I'm five nine, and I was never fast, ever. I've got big lanky legs that just don't want to move, <laughs> and they still don't want to move. Right. I didn't have enough <laughs> desire. But basketball, sports was really important all through my education. I went to my high school, graduated Ricky Waters, who's a year behind me. Okay, who played for I think he. Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs. I, I believe went so. to um, Notre Dame. Yep. LaShawn McCoy, who's oh, yeah. now at the Buffalo. Oh, really? Yeah. LaShawn, Shady. Yeah. Shady McCoy. Yeah, so there was quite a few. Uh, Carmen Finestra went to my high school, who was a producer for the original Cosby show. And um, what was it? Tim the Tool Man. Tim What's Allen. It? Tim Allen. That, yeah, he, he did that. Carmen Finestra. Um, we had a lot of famous people. A guy owns like several million dollars worth of hospitals. Wow. So it was a private Catholic school in the city limits of Harrisburg. Again, very integrated, very urban. And that is how I see myself. I Very I, unique. It is. It was a unique experience yeah. because the city high school was across the street. Okay. They were catty-courting to each other. So we didn't have to wear uniforms because if we did, then we would have stuck out and there was, there was fights. But yeah, it was a very unique experience, and I'm very appreciative of that 12 years that my parents gave me. So, as you mentioned, from that high school, mm -hmm. you moved on to Temple. I did for one year. Well, I went to the Air Force Reserves, okay. so I joined the service. Straight out of high school. Straight out of high school. Went in. I, I signed up in June, went to basic in September, graduated in December, then went on to tech school, which I became an aircraft electrician on C-130s, which I am very proud of. C-130s are amazing they are feats amazing, of human they're, ingenuity. They're 1967, 66, 65. I mean, they're huge. I, I, well, that's a C-5 and C-1, but uh, the C-130's got a big belly. Right, right. So it does so look a, a lot smaller bigger. of the, right. and it's a prop plane. Yes, you know, it's it props. is. It is. I, th I am always blown away uh, at the sheer fact that we as human beings or the individuals who were able to, uh, you know, scientifically dissect and create the ability for us to fly, or they're able to get these massive, 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 With I mean, big I, belly. when I fly to Australia, like I go to Australia probably every two, three years. And why do you go to Australia? Because my family is there. Right. Yes. How my, cool is that? It is very cool. Are you going to take me? I won't. I mean, how much You're does it welcome. take at like 15000 No, it'll run you about two grand. That's well, let's go anywhere. Yeah, so it's not, you know, it's not prohibitively expensive, but you got to You're going in that. December, aren't you? I am, yes. I'm going to visit uh, my family for my dad's 50th birthday. So he lives there? No, he actually, well, he, being a small business owner for 
basically the majority of my life. He owned a dry cleaning business in Sarasota where I was, you know, where we, where I was raised, where I grew up. Um, my stepmom and himself, uh, they just sold their dry cleaning business Very cool. uh, this past spring. So they've spent the whole summer doing a road trip across the United States. And then, uh, they actually went the 22nd of October. They started their trip, their international side of their, uh, you know, relaxation tour. So they went to Fiji for 10 days. Sucks. How cool is that, huh? That really is horrible. Fiji for 10 days, and they just landed in Australia on Tuesday, so they'll be there till the beginning of February, and my sister and I are going to fly over in December. Your and sister Matilda. Matilda. I love that. Waltzing Matilda. <laughs> That's what it's about. I love that. Yes, it is very cool. But lo- you haven't flown to Australia until you've flown on a C-130 in a jump seat. Yeah. It is very un- uncomfortable. I'm sure it is. Well, I mean, look, Patty, you know, I'm a big guy. Big guy. Uh-huh. Those, I'm a big seat, girl. those seats in economy. Pissing in a tube. Oof. Try me. It's small. So when you're the only female on a plane, mm-hmm. a C-130 full of guys, they only have a tube. A tube. It's a tube. It's like it's like if you took an ink pen apart, that's about how big it is. Oh wow! So a guy can piss in a tube. That's messy. Girl can't piss in a tube. That's messy. So you you have to create ways to piss. <laughs> In the tube. Like a little funnel? Yeah, kind of like that. A funnel for the pee. But I was I was on the C-130, then I went to Temple. I was going to be an engineer because I'd been an electrician on C-130, so I thought it translated. It does not. That math is more than I can handle. So I came back home. Went back to Harrisburg. So on the other side of the break, we're going to find out who really is that lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. We have way too much fun, Patty. We do. We do. It's a good time. We'll be right back. Trifling friend indeed. Oh, she's a gold digger. Way over town. That digs on me. Uh. I just love me some Jamie Foxx. Oh. Is he hot? I guess. He can sing, <laughs> man. Guess. Oh, he's just so funny. And I just remember him from his show. What was that show called? Oh my God! When Jamie Fox was first on TV, I have no it was like idea. an SL thing. Oh my goodness! How do you not know? Oh my goodness! TV show. I gotta look it up. So we're doing. We're just doing a straight up podcast. So there's no FCC. You know his real name is Eric Marlon Bishop. I had no idea. So he was on that show. Remember he played that lady with the bad hair and oh my <laughs> a lady. Huh? You don't know any of this? I don't. Oh, probably before uh, I was even born. This is wrong. I gotta look it up. But this is a great song. And then I had to pay. If you fucking with this girl, then you gotta get paid. You know why? Take too much to touch her. I love this song, Patty. On any given Sunday, it is a great song. I still love her. Gold digger. I ain't seen no broke, broke. <laughs> you can't be singing the clean version. I know. Come on. Oh, come on. What was the name of that show? It was like a mad TV thing. Mad TV. Hmm. I do not know. 
I'm, I, I apologize. Well, you keep talking to me while I look it up. Well, Patty, where would you like to go from here? We've, well, di- we've dissected about- the childhood years yeah, of one oh Patricia goodness. Wilson. Get over here. Oh, In Living Color. Ah, uh, I have heard color. of it. I've never seen that, it. Oh. I have heard. Well, that's with Jim Carrey. And- oh, I love Jim Carrey. You never knew? Oh, That was my a TV goodness. show? Are you serious? Wow. In- I suck. <laughs> I'm the worst. No. That's where... um. Jennifer Lopez got, she was a dance. Jennifer Lopez. She was a dancer in the background. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Didn't know It was that. very cool. Learning and something new. David Allen. Day. Oh, yeah, there's a body. It was the brothers. David Allen. Their brother, David Allen, what's his name? The brother, Keenan Ivory Wayans is oh. the one who created it. Interesting. And it's called In Living Color. Very cool. Jim Carrey got a start. Jim, Jamie Foxx got a start. I'm really, I'm a lot older than you. <laughs> it, it's a challenge for me. Having the show and then watching you go, I don't know what say that what? is. <laughs> girl, I don't know what, what you that say? is. That is funny. Are you yeah. tripping? So girl. Jamie Fox has been with Katie Holmes for a very long time, but part of her um, marital agreement, divorce agreement with Tom Cruise was that he she wasn't, which is ridiculous. Well, she Tom Cruise to is make, ridiculous. She wasn't supposed to make any of her relationships public. Scientology, y'all. I don't even know what that. Have you ever been down to Clearwater in that? Oh, with I'd a Scientologist? Oh, yeah. Some scary it, it, shite. It, it, yeah, it, it is scary. Most definitely. So, back to you. Yep. Back to you. What about? Just let go. So, the reason why I wanted to do the show was to create a social footprint because I'm not here. I'm not from Tallahassee. I don't have deep-rooted connections in Tallahassee. And I thought, what a great way to be able to get information out to our customers. Who are you looking at? Greg Moore. Jr. Greg Moore Jr. Uh, Cupid doll. What a great way to get our, our information out about how we sell houses and how we're different in a radio and then have the podcast. And then I put the podcast on iTunes. So that's been fun. And it's been a very a technological challenge for me that I work through. But you've handled it so well. I mean, I think that's something that I've always admired about you is, is that, be, you know, you're not old, but you have been growing up and, and all of these, uh, you know, technological advances have been materializing throughout your life. So it's really been. T- I give that back to my grade school where we had computers. Very cool. And they were donated. One thing Father Mahoney could do is sell. Was pull a donation, He could huh? freaking get a donation. <laughs> he would get cars from, I used to sell cars, so Hartman, Toyota. He would get cars from the dealership and fill them with food yeah. and raffle them off. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, it was amazing. So we would have the Radio Shack 2000. So I learned how to write a little bit of code mm-hmm. when you could. Right. I learned how to think, have critical thinking, which kids don't get now. Right. And I do attribute technology. it back to... Uh, Mr. Phillips, who taught me the computer. Very so cool. it teaches me, I figure everything is the same. Right. It's just, where do I click? Right. Mm. And once you learn WordPress with my website, now it's still rudimentary looking. Yes. But it's it's functions. Yes. So I can have someone else come in and make it real pretty afterwards. Right, right. And I look at other people's things and I want to change it. But overall, I've done every all of this myself. Well, look, I mean, I had the fortunate or some people would characterize it as unfortunate. But, you know, growing up, it was everything. It was in front of me always. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, from from kindergarten we had 
computers. We had, uh, you know, uh, interactive video stuff that we worked with and all this other stuff. So it's second nature to me, but uh, it's very rare, at least in my experience, to see someone uh, of your generation, of your age and experience, go out there and seek this new information, go out there and seek and find innovative stuff because that honestly sets you apart from, from the pack. It does set me apart from the pack and I'm a problem solver. Mm. I like puzzles and I like to figure things out. And that's what also sets me apart. A lot of agents, real estate agents and salespeople want to be order takers. They just want to be able to have the buyer come in and not figure out their life. My goal is to figure out which what kind of life do you want? How's the house going to function around your life? Right, right. And that was very, and I think that's one of the reasons why we connected so well initially when we first, uh, you know, started our friendship and our working relationship was just because my mother, as a mm-hmm. lot of people know, she's a realtor Kimberly as well. McDonald. Uh, and she takes a very, very similar approach to the way that she works with her clients and in the sense that you just said she wants to know what makes you tick. She wants to know what you enjoy doing in your free time. I can sell anybody any house. Right, right. I sold timeshare for God's sake. But what's the I point? I can sell something in what's an the hour. Point? But if you're not happy there, what difference does it make? Exactly. Or if that house isn't structurally sound. Or if I see something, I believe it, my first role is to deal honestly and fairly. Mm-hmm. So I must. Yeah. And if that means I don't get to sell you a house tomorrow, then I don't get to sell you a house tomorrow. Most definitely. If I'm broke like Chuck, I'm going to be broke. Yeah. Because I'm going to deal honestly and fairly no matter what. Well, and I think that's a, an amazing way to approach situations because at the end of the day, you, you know, you're going to get a lot more out of it in terms of the, you know, your, your self, self respect, your self image, your sleeping, your, your conscious, night. your conscious. And I it, know that I can walk down the street of a city that is not my home and not be embarrassed that I put someone in a home that they don't like yeah. or that's falling down around them mm-hmm. or that I feel like as a commission salesperson, a lot of people are um, afraid. Our, we, our license is a real estate sales associate. So we're a salesperson. We work off commission. We have an inherent interest in you closing the loan. And I appreciate that. And I make good money off of that. And I put it back into what I can. However, I must be able to live with myself. And even when I sold Timeshare, I could live with myself. If I didn't feel like it was for them, we yeah. just pushed them through. Right, right. So Timeshare was, you know, taught me sales and real estate taught me character. Most definitely. And I think it, it's very funny too, because you're, my mother and, and yourself are very similar in the, uh, in the sense that, you know, when, when you work with these people, when you work with your clients, whether you be selling their home or, you or, be? or, or you be, you be, you, you be 40, you be done. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, selling their home or, or looking f- to help them purchase a home, you develop lasting friendships, you develop lasting relationships out of that interaction. And, you know, I find it hilarious all the time. My mom's just like, oh, I'm going out to dinner with this lady I sold a house to. I'm going out to dinner with that lady I sold a house to. And I see that within you as well, where even after that transaction is finalized, even after those people have sold their home or have bought their dream home that you've been able to to work with them on, they're still hanging out with you. They're well, still your friends. You learn, it just, I'm going to use it as FSU as a very small metaphor. You, you don't really know that you're on the right path until you look behind. Mm. And it's a hard thing to do. I have an office with a couple agents. And when you're working with newer agents, you're constantly having to um, guide them in a way that teaches them sales and teaches them how to make a living. And some days are good and some days are bad. Well, yesterday was not a good day for Patty as that the team leader was Mm -hmm. not a good day. 
but we're walking into the Tallahassee Quarterbacks Club, and I had a customer call, and I'm. Oh, when they call me in the evening, I'm kind of like always bracing. Like, right. how do I, what do I, is, is everything going to be okay? Mm-hmm. And I always, I'm a Yankee. I lean, learn toward the negative or lean toward the negative. And he called me. He's like, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Cause what I was helping him with was not the house. I was helping him with something outside. Mm-hmm. And he's just, thank you. First, you're the only person to call me back. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you're the only person who answers my questions within three minutes, which I do. Right. Second of all, what are you all looking at? I'm sorry. I just keep going. Are you guys putting up the, thank God, no more echoes. But I, and he said, thank you. And it just meant so much. And I told him, I was like, thank you. Thank you. I mean, that to me, I always talk to the Holy Spirit. Thank you for telling me today. Yeah. But it meant, made, even though what is around me may be chaotic. Right. And people may disagree with me. I'm still on the right path. Right. And, and I, that and is what I love. And about I know that. And I know that life. You, you don't do this because you want personal recognition. But at the end of the day, with my line of work as well in radio, and and I don't do it for the recognition. But when it is recognized that you are doing a good job and that you are, uh, I don't you know, know who the hell you are, but I want personal recognition. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I'm not. I don't like that. I, I don't go out to dinner too often with my customers because I don't. I don't want them to think that. Right. I don't need that. The thank you was in, very impactful. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, now on iTunes. Patty with a Y apostrophe S Playhouse. Check it out. Check it out. Playhouse podcast, Patty with a Y, apostrophe S, Playhouse, now on iTunes, Google Play. On We're iTunes. We're working on getting on the others. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. You might have to pay somebody to do that. Being cheesy. You know, buddy? Seriously, you got to use the hosting site. It's got to be all perfect, and, you know, there's there's only so much Patty can do. But we're just doing the podcast. It's an after party. So we're just kind of riffing it, Angus and I, because it's going to be probably what it is. Scott wants to take some time off. He's selling a lot of houses. And this is a big commitment. This can't be a thing. hobby. It's huge. Can't be a hobby. It's, it's really important to me. So I was going on this sign up genius, and there's some really cool questions that they end up asking on Facebook, right? Oh, so really? What is your favorite family vacation that I've ever had? Mm-hmm, ever. Wow. Quick, we only have 11 minutes. Let's go. That's difficult. Um, I would say probably the family vacation uh, that I took when I was 15 with my dad, my stepmom, and my sister when we all went to Australia as a family. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, because most of the time, they're not able to, you know, owning a small business like they had, yeah. they weren't able to go with so us. So we'll that was the one? Yeah, really good time. We used to, once a year, my family, we my core family lived in Pennsylvania, my parents' extended family lived in Kentucky, and we'd take seven days sitting in the back of a station wagon and drive to Kentucky. It was 12 hours. Nice. Now it's a nine-hour trip. Oh, wow. Because they changed roads. But that was it. That's what I remember. So that would probably be it. Um, What motivates you to work hard, Angus? Because you work a lot. I do. I do work. You a probably lot. work close to too much. Because <laughs> you're, I mean, you're working all the time at Central E. Mm-hmm. You help me. You help the other radio hosts mm-hmm. here at Freedom 93. Yep. You have the morning show. Yes, I do. What's your motivation? Um, I, I want to be successful. That's my what motivation. What d- define success? See, that's hard. That is. is hard. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know what I would define my personal vision of success is. I, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I kind of just point myself in one direction and just keep going until I do the right thing or until, you know, otherwise I feel that it's not the right thing. I just know that if, if there's been one thing that's been ingrained in me by my parents, my grandparents, people that have touched me in my life in terms of just other family members and, and uh, you know, friends of my parents you just got to work hard. You got to work hard. Whatever you do, you have to put in that effort. You have to be able uh, to live with yourself. And that's personally what I feel about it. At the end of the day, I, I really, really enjoy the feeling of going home exhausted. I really enjoy, I, I really enjoy that feeling. And it, and, and it, it's not because I enjoy being tired. It's just because I know that I've put in work, that I've, at least in whatever I'm doing, whether it be radio or whether I'm working at Centrale, I've- Central E. Central E, sorry. 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 (laughs) But, you know- my main motivation, my main focus in life is, is just working as hard as I possibly can uh, and, and improving myself. That's really, is never being stagnant in my personal I think life. My is the same. I am unique in my family. I'm a family of seven. And when I'm on a mission, when I've decided I'm going to do something, you do it. not my husband, not mm-hmm. my children, not the agents that work with me, nobody can stop me. And it's a challenge for them to watch. Yeah. Sometimes and it is. But. They're like, are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. I'm doing what I'm doing. And and that is isolating in a way, but also rewarding in a way. But I, don't, I don't know why. I, I wish I could be more gregarious as I do it and nicer about it. I am not. Yeah. When I'm on a route to do what I want to do, I'm doing it. Yeah. Like to help a customer get a house. Yeah. That's the only thing I think about. Most definitely. To plan the show. It's the only thing I think about. Mm-hmm. And success for me is it would be great if everyone knew my name. Yeah. But then again, people tear you down when everyone knows your name. Right. I think the reward is the the movement through it. Yeah. No, definitely. I, I mean, it's just the journey. I love the journey. I love the grind. You're only I 21. Am, you do love the grind. I, I embrace it. I, I you know, it's, I love the grind too. It's just, it's just a part of life, and that's. And that is, I'm going to go back to what we talked about in the beginning was Trump, and he loves what he does so much. He only sleeps four hours a day. Yeah. And some people say, well, he needs more sleep or he's angry. I don't even really care what you think. This man is very successful in his own right, always has been. A lot of people get a million dollars from their daddy and blow it. Yeah. And turn it into nothing. Not, and and not turn it into, into multi-billion dollar corporation. even if it's not even really his buildings, he sold his name because he could. Yeah. Most definitely. I mean, to be able to go and be able to say, I did what I wanted because I could. Yeah. And not really hurt people. You have to hurt some people. You have to be able to let go and rebound. Right. And last night we heard William Floyd, who is the, who, I guess, what do you say, is does the call with Gene Deckerhoff. Mm-hmm. And he said, you've got to be able to rebound. You've got to be able to move forward. And that's something that I've learned, you know, and, and I am only 21. I have or very, only 21. you know, I have very short actual life experience on my own you know i am and you do get emotional you're an emotional person like i am definitely and you know that's something that i i try to work on and and I, you know I've, i i embrace my emotionality i do as it well it makes other people uncomfortable and i'm learning that's your damn problem right right yeah i cry a lot <laughs> I, that's normal yeah but you not crying is not my fault yeah no definitely and i will cry I all think, day i think the best i like it quality about an individual is being unapologetic about who you are 
You know, at the end of the day, you are who you are for a reason. You know, it's been many, many life experiences that have shaped you into the individual that you are. And why would you try and change that? I'm very, we're both very authentic. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one reason why we get along. Yeah, definitely. Is because there's no bullshit. No, there can't be. Or mistake about who do you like and who don't you like and who do you want to hang with. The biggest thing that I hate in, in personal relationships that I have in my life is feeling like I have to walk on eggshells. That's the worst. I I hate it. I I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And I did. I want that. I'm already, you know, somewhat of an anxious person just from, from the beginning and and that kind of relationship, uh, you know, it just, it makes me uncomfortable. It makes me not, it makes me not fully myself. I'm quick to make changes in my life, which also makes people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm, if I'm going to, go down the road if i'm going to drive to kentucky and i decide i'm not going to go through birmingham i'm going to make that change Mm -hmm. if i we were talking with john who's on um the station manager now for freedom 93 he's like i like how you quickly you make changes that makes people feel very uncomfortable when you're close to me right because they don't people are they don't see the vision that you have in your anxiety is caused by not knowing right so if you're in a plane you're anxious because you don't know if you're going to land or not. That's right. the anxiety. Right. If you're driving a car and you're nervous about going over a bridge, you're anxious because you don't know if you're going to fall in the bridge. Mm-hmm. The anxiety only comes from the not knowing. And until you embrace that, you're going to be anxious. Yeah, most definitely. And, you and know, you'll just grow with that. I always try to work on you know something that I've, I feel like I personally struggle with is patience. That's definitely something that I've had to... You know, catch myself on you know what my patience level is statistically what zero asterisks (laughs) i have none you have none and i embrace it now because i understand it Mm -hmm. i understand that most truly successful people have no patience they're able to make look at a situation and make a quick decision and move forward and then if that doesn't work they're able to rebound make another decision and move forward. It's the folks that can't make the decision that are mired in the concrete of the decision that do not become successful. That's why. If you look at the disc, which I study, it's DISC. Um, that's the behavioral. You know, you can have combinations, but it's the driver, influential, stable, or uh, the compliant, the more analytical. I'm a DC, but my D, when, I, my, when I'm stressed out, D is very high. Right. C lowers a little bit, but I have no S. Mm. I have no stability. None. Zero. None. No patience. But that's why people hire me. Yeah. They want somebody who's going to get them through. Mm-hmm. If you want patience, go to the library. Right. right. They're going to be all patient all day. That is true. But if you want somebody who's going to help you make a decision and carry you through a, a problem, which is why another reason why I like Trump. Yeah. That's my problem with Jimbo. Yeah. He cannot make a decision. Right. And I don't understand that. How do you get to this level and you can't effing make a decision? Yeah. It's tough. Trump makes a decision. I'm going to fire Mueller and I'm going to take the heat for it and we're all going to be better. Did he explain it well? Not at all. However, he made the decision. You know what? You did this with Hillary. You're out. Mm. And never say. And most people cannot understand that thinking because the average D is like 5% or less of the population. S and C's are much higher in the population. So the S's don't understand. The stable people don't understand the high driver pyramid builder the the templar they don't understand us and so that's why people like myself can be misunderstood people like yourself as you grow in your career will be misunderstood so you have to find a 
I hate to call it an elevator speech because it's cliche, but some sort of thing to help explain to people that I'm carrying you through. Right. Look, I mean, I'm carrying you through. And and I'm sure that you feel very similar to me in this regard, but personal relationships, relationships in general are everything to me. They're the reason I believe I exist on this planet is to be able to interact with fellow human beings. And sometimes it doesn't always go well. But at the end of the day, the people that I've been able to be surrounded with in my life, it's just I'm blessed. I am blessed. And as you age, you're going to learn that you're going to have a core group and you better keep that core group really tight because that's what goes. So this is Patty's Playhouse. Patty with the Y apostrophe S Playhouse now on iTunes. Check it out. And it's a podcast. And this is who we are. Patty and Angus. We'll be back next week. Next week. Thank you. (laughs) See you guys.